This programme was made with the support of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Reverberations. Produced by Alan Meany. This is um, this area is called Moinio, and it's a very quiet rural setting. It's only about 10 minutes drive from the town of Athlone. And me being a city girl, it's like an eye opener for me, you know? And it's like magic in my life actually, because everything is so quiet here. And in the morning, I often wake up to the splendor of blue tits, robins, blackbirds, you know, and it's like listening to the dawn chorus where, you know, all the different type of bird songs in harmony. And I like to wake up in the morning listening to this burbling of the fountain water over the rocks. And my cat, Pablo, he loves going into there. And only in summer that during the bay, the baling, the hay baling, that you hear um, trucks passing by, you know, like a bomb passing by, breaking the silence. Otherwise, it's a very calming area. It's like my Zen garden here. I grew up in the city, so it's always going. And then later on, you know, after graduation, Again, I work in the city, so you never get to see all this that's happening around you, you know. And in this area, what I like about it, you see, I begin to, to find out names of wildflowers and trees, you know. And in summer, you hear, you know, the, the, the machinery is cutting the hay, the dried hay, the dry grasses, you know. And I love jumping on the, the dry grasses as well. To me, it's so amazing. You know, everything is so, it's very calm here. You know, it's very, very calm here. And it, it takes me back to, because I love to travel, it takes me back to being in the hills of Sarangkot in Nepal, like watching the Himalayas in the distance looking down at me. So it's very calming being here. It's only occasionally that you hear cars passing by. So I love it being here. I love to stand here in the morning listening to that burbling sound of that fountain water you know, the sound that splashes over the rocks is very relaxing. Like I said, my cat Pablo, he loves being in there as well.
Okay, hanging down from this wooden playhouse are my two daughters. This chime I brought home from the Great Wall of China, Beijing. It creates a very simple, soothing melody. From its copper bells, and it's a great garden ornament. The Asian believe that the chiming sounds bring good luck. You know, every time the breeze shakes it. And I like to sit here as well in this area in the morning. Sometimes just to meditate. You know. This is a great gift, a great memory of my stay in Beijing. I was there about two months, so it's very interesting. I have a few chimes in the house as well. I just love chimes. There's a few from Nepal as well, from the Himalayas foothills. Some are different, some are made of bamboo, so you hear different kind of songs from them. I love it. It's very relaxing. These are the dry grasses in summer when the grass are been cut. I love to just simply jump on this because it's very bouncy. It's like a it's like a bed in this field. And um it's very springy, you know, when you just lie down on, the, on this, this, this grass, this dry grass, you're very, you feel your body is very close to earth, you know, it's very earthy feeling. So I love being here, sitting here, sometimes playing, you know, just touching the grass, feeling it in your hands. It's like a little, it's like feathery, Effect. Pablo joins me sometimes, jumping on the on the grass and just lying there and looking at the coconut milk skies. You can hear the little the buzzing of insects. It comes in the afternoon, and also the twists of robin. Sometimes when I'm standing here, I see a fox in the distance. And then you can also see in the morning, rabbits hopping away, you know, playing. You know, they love leaping away, you know, very happy. And look at the buttercups. They're very pretty. I almost hear them singing to me in the morning, you know, and Sometimes they spread all over the field, it's all yellow, all filling up the whole field, lemon-like color. But I have to be careful as well because when I fall backwards one time, I fell on a nettles, it's very stingy. Normally when I call him, come, Pablo, Pablo.
This is Amy Berry for Reverberations. Kaleidoscope. Maybe it is the calm, the change of pace that bring us here, the sense of isolation far from the crowd, enticing lovers. Maybe the sense of the place, the fragrance of pines and candied wild angelicas, the feel of dry grasses, a bed of comfort, the crunch so springing, so early. Maybe where rabbits pirouette and daisies sing, but nettles sting in sunny buttercup fields and soft burbling water spilling over rocks invites Pablo to play in it. Maybe the swirl of fresh breeze clearing our minds, the gentle tinkling of copper bells play soothing chiming tunes, our garden of tranquility and everyone, everyone summers in intimate euphoria. We are now walking in this area. Is this is this area is where Moineo House is located, and it's a very old 18th-century home that have been developed in the 90s. It offers country life, and um, it's been an inspiration for writers, artists as well as musicians as well. And I like to walk here. It's very quiet. You feel that you're far from everything. I feel like I'm away from everything else. When it comes to writing, I, I started writing when I was 12 years old, but little writing. My father was a very busy uh, civil servant and I often write speeches for him. So I was writing speeches for him because he was the chairman for the Parent Teachers uh, Association or some chairman of certain other organization or whatever. So I write a lot of speeches for him. And later on, I went to college and I studied mass communication. You know, in the first year, you do broadcasting, you do journalism, you do advertising, and you do public relations, which this course involves a lot of writing anyway, but it's more of journalistic writing. So creative writing is only, I only started creative writing like, I think about six, seven years ago, when I took a short course of seven weeks you know, hoping to write a novel. However, 
you know, after writing 40,000 words, words, I stopped because I was so busy. My children were very young then. So and later on, I wrote short stories. We were published in, uh, in Texas and a few other journals. And then I tried writing poetry when someone um, mentioned to me about submitting it to a, a journal. And because they say, why don't you write to this journal, you know, so which I did. And after submitting to this journal, I was very surprised at myself because my poetry was accepted and I got paid for it. And it was twice that I got published by that particular journal. And it's not really the money that matters. It's more of that, you know, you've been acknowledged and you've been published by that particular journal. So since then, I realized that I have a voice in poetry because before I hated poetry. I just hated poetry. But look at me now, I'm writing a lot of poems and uh, my work has since been translated into other languages as well, into uh, Turkish, into Albergini, into Greek, into German, into Italian, into Irish as well. Maybe in school, you know, when you have to memorize certain poems, you know, and it's just that you don't, you don't want to, to you hate to, to memorize them, you know? So I guess since then, I just hated poetry. But now I'm quite happy in the sense that, you know, I'm giving classes, poetry classes to the nearby school, to the national schools here, or, you know, or read a lot of readings. So what is interesting now about poetry is I love traveling. I have a passion for traveling since I was young. I traveled to Paris on my own. I traveled to, I backpacked to uh, Nepal on my own. And um, I travel everywhere really. And poetry has taken me to many exotic places, you know, like Izmir in Turkey, and readings in Milan, reading in Toronto, readings in Crispiano in Italy. And I read also in, um, Falkenberg in Sweden. So, and also I read in Beijing, China. So it was, you know, now poetry has taken me to places that I would, I don't think I can afford to some, to, to, you know, to go uh, on these places on my own, but uh, having invited as a guest poet is very interesting. You stay there for about five nights or so, you know, and they even take you for a tour around those places. So. It's very interesting, really. You know, I love poetry. I just love writing. In my past jobs, you know, as a public relations officer, I have to do a lot of writing as well. You know, you write press releases and, you know, all the flyers and so forth, the company, and you're the in-house editor, you know, for the organization. And you also have to write speeches for your own chairman or your directors as well. I'm inspired by simply everything. I like to explore issues of love, which is my favorite topic, really. Family, nature, death, famous people and places of interest. And some inspiration of her memories, fictionalize them. And I do write sports, um, 
theme as well being the first poet to be published in the Table Tennis Island website. <laughs> the, first, the first poet to be published in a, in a sports website. So I think that's really interesting. I have my work now published internationally in journals like in Turkey in in you know I've been invited to 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 publish my work in Turkey in Italy and in in other places so the directors of those festivals noticed my work and invited me as guest poet so that's how it works you know and one thing interesting about being being there, because you're, you're you're reading in in universities, and you're meeting students, you know, and it's just so interesting talking to them. Like for example, in Italy, my work has been translated into Italian, so I will read my work in English, and then the actor over there will read my work in Italian. And it's so interesting to hear them, you know, reading your work in, in another, another language. It's the same goes in, in Turkey as well. I read my work in English and the director read my work in Turkish. And it's interesting, all this traveling, you meet many interesting people from other countries as well. And you know, once you, you born a, a good friendship with them, then you invited them to read in Morocco, in India, in China, and, and so forth. I did some classes with in, in the school, and I tried to make it interesting for them to like poetry. I, I, tried, to make, I tried to explain to them that Poetry is you not know, something that you just memorize from all the other poets that you know, you know, the other poets. But contemporary, I encourage them to write contemporary poetry. You know, you just write whatever comes in your head. At the same time, I also introduce different types of poetry to them by having to show them poets from other countries. Like I introduce Malik Crumpler. Uh, he's a spoken word poetry, an American living in Paris, for example, with music as well. So the, the students love it, you know, so it's not boring for them. And then I also introduced our local poets, like Michal Gallagher from Listoil, and a different type of poetry as well, so they, they appreciate this, you know. I try to make it not boring for them because I know before in school how I hated them. So that makes them like the poetry and try and motivate them, try to inspire them to, to write poems. Many poets that inspire me, you know, there's so many to name a few. In the past ones, I love Lord Byron. You know, I'm inspired by Oscar, Oscar Wilde. You know, somehow in my love poems, I'm inspired by Oscar Wilde. I wish I've met him. And Leonard Cohen inspired me a lot as well. 
you know. And we have many contemporary poets that I like as well. There's so many to name them. I realized that being a writer, before I was a very busy career woman, but being a writer now, and I'm, I'm not, I, I'm, I don't have a full-time job, I'm, you know, I'm writing. I, I concentrate mostly in poetry now, is your, you t because you, I have the time now, I have the time now that to sit and listen, to observe, you know. So you write all these little details, put a mood to your writing, you put a tone to your writing. So, you know, I think your five senses work when you're writing, you know, because you are, you know, it works in everything because you're hearing, you're seeing, you smell. So, and when you smell the fresh, refreshing air or the salty sea or when you smell this you see look at the flowers the wild angelicas here they have this very sweet smell and then all the magnolias for example they have a certain kind of fragrance and all the herbs around you i would go around smelling them the mint so it's very very it's different because i have the time now and as a writer you just sit you look, you observe, and you put that into your, your work, really. I think to write poetry, 
I used to think that it's quite easy to write poetry. No, it's not. It's hard work, Ray. You, you have to, to be reading a lot and you write and you write and you write and you write, you know, to be able to get those details into your work. You, you basically ransack your brain, you know? So you really ransack your brain, really, and try to put everything in, in, in whatever layout that you want to. And then after that, you edit them. You know, you take whatever excess out, you know. It's, it's, it's a slow process. So, of course, anybody can write, you know. They have their own way, their own style of writing. I believe everyone have a voice. Everyone have a voice of their own in, as, as a poet. This place, the Monio BMB, has been an inspiration to many artists, writers and musicians, like I said. And if you look up at the intertwined beaches, you know, you, you, it's, it's so, if you study, look at the branches above here, it's so beautiful. And you look at the little insects that's on the leaf, gliding away, you know, it's, 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 it's and it's a very quiet place. It's a very quiet place. Um, in the next field, I see my, my neighbor's cows, you know. And the cows, sometimes when I sit here, the cows are looking at me. You know, they look at me and then, okay, they say, then they continue eating the, you know, the, the grass or whatever. You know, it's a very, another relaxing place, very relaxing place. And I like coming here, smelling the wildflowers here, you know, the, some of the wildflowers, like that's the wild, that's the wild Angelica. It's a very, it's a very sweet sense, you know, and you see many other kind of wildflowers and you see a lot of wild trees, you know, and you see wild animals as well. You have, you see a lot of robins, a lot of, you know, other birds here. And then I love looking at the, the two horses here. Sometimes I see them playing, you know, playing, galloping away together. Can you hear those insects? It's very, because it's so quiet, you can hear them. I like the greeneries in this area. Like I said, even though this location is only 10 minutes from Athlone town, but I feel that we are in, you know, isolated from the rest of the other communities. Just quiet here, very, very calming. This is my Zen garden, another Zen garden for me. This is Amy Berry for Reverberations, Passport. She is no different, not distinct, from the crop grass, clip laurel, or dandelions that flutter their wares like a lion's mane. Her marriage, crippled by heavy deceptions. Under the intertwined beaches, she stands like a keener, wailing her grief. The neighbor's cows turn their heads, return to their sentence of chewing. 
no longer empty, energized with dreams, each string of sun awakening, suitcase packed with MacBook, diary, clothes, tickets, and a tattered passport in her pocket. The Nissan snarls like a pack of foxes under a warm Azora. This programme was made with the support of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Reverberations. Produced by Alan Meany.